Hello, everybody. Took a little bit of a break, but have some cool podcasts coming up soon uh, for you guys. But today's podcast is obviously focused on the biggest event to happen uh, in the last couple days, which is the 2020 Oscars. Um, This is an uh, award show. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows what the heck the Oscars is. I'm basically going to be going on a rundown of the winners and talk about uh, how I feel about how the uh, awards went last night. Give my opinion. I know my opinion doesn't matter. Uh, The Oscars doesn't really matter either. But uh, it's something we all care about because it is, you know, something that celebrates film. And uh, we all love movies uh, for the most part. Unless you're listening to this podcast and you don't like movies, in which case uh, go listen to something else because it doesn't make any sense for you to be here. Anyway, so... Without further ado, let's get into it. Best actor in a leading role. No, 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 no. Yes, best actor in a... I'm sorry, I'm reading it off the websites. I don't know how to read, guys. Best actor in a leading role. So the nominees were Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Drive for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. Joaquin Phoenix won for The Joker. Um, I totally saw that coming. Uh, that's pretty much, he was pretty much my choice. I thought he did the best performance of the year. His speech was whatever, but I thought his performance of the year was really, really good. Um, I'm actually really, really happy with that win. Um, I guess if it wasn't him, I would have had to have picked Adam Driver in Marriage Story, uh, to be the winner. Um, but I think Joaquin Phoenix gave not only a really amazing and authentic feeling performance but he had also one of the best physical performances uh in a very very long time for an actor to have to do so i'm super happy with that and i'm glad that joker at least got to take home that award um and another award as we'll get to soon uh because uh that was a movie of my of of the year that i was really really excited for and really really enjoyed and was hoping it wouldn't get uh completely shut out at the Oscars this year because it was kind of controversial. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was a pretty amazing movie overall. Glad. The only person, the only in this category, the only, I don't understand why Jonathan Price is in there for the two popes. Honestly, um, oh, there was somebody else I totally had in mind to replace him. And I'm blanking on their name. And I've said it a bunch of times on this podcast uh and i don't remember so i guess we'll just skip that if i remember i'll blurt it out Best performance by an actor in a supporting role i won't go through everything again but brad pitt won in once upon a time in hollywood um honestly i wouldn't have seen this coming if it wasn't for him winning every single award on the way to this one uh i'm really happy that brad pitt got the the chance to finally win an oscar it's his year um i think he his performance in once upon a time in hollywood i've praised it before i think on this podcast but it is just cool steve mcqueen john wayne level cool that he has in that movie and i was super 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 excited to see if he would get treated good at awards season um he was awesome 
uh, and he had some tough competition. I mean, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci in the same category for arguably one of my favorite performances by both of those actors in The Irishman. Um, just great. If I didn't pick him, I would have had to have picked uh, Joe Pesci because Joe Pesci in The Irishman was absolutely wild. He was actually who I thought was going to win before all the before award season kicked off and everybody was giving Brad Pitt the award. I would have assumed it was going to be Joe Pesci. Best performance by an actress in a leading role. We have Renee Zellweger for Judy. I did not watch Judy. Um, <laughs> I kind of like, I was into it. I was into it when it was announced and then like when the reviews started coming. I don't know. I just kind of felt whatever and I didn't really feel motivated to see it. I guess the only other per and then I didn't see Bombshell, sadly. That was a movie I really wanted to see. I didn't get to go see it. Uh, I had so many other things I had to see. And I just didn't get the chance to get out to the theater and end up seeing that movie. But um, I guess if I didn't pick her, I would have had to have picked Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. I think that was maybe the best Scarlett Johansson performance we've ever gotten. Um, So I guess I don't really have thoughts on Renee Zellweger for Judy. I know somebody I know who, I don't know if they'll listen to this or not, but if they do listen to it, uh, I know that they were not a fan of Renee Zellweger winning in Judy for Judy. Um, honestly, Scarlett Johansson and Saoirse Ronan, I think, probably were, would have been the front runners for me, uh, because I was a really big fan of Saoirse Ronan's, um, acting in Little Women, and obviously I I adored Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story, but I adored her a little bit more in something else that we'll get to, uh, in this next category, which is performance by an actress in a supporting role. Laura Dern won for Marriage Story. I think she was pretty much a lock. Um, from the second that movie came out, she was really incredible. Uh, her only competition in this category, weirdly enough, was Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit, who I think gave one of the most emotional performances of the year by far in that movie. And it's probably my favorite performance by her ever is in Jojo Rabbit. But uh, I'm super happy that Laura Dern won a marriage story. Um, she was absolutely phenomenal in that movie. The way she kind of is like, she's like a viper, but she's also like, very kind to Scarlett Johansson's character and you could tell like she wants to like like she's she's got both she she's balancing both kindness and viciousness at the same time and uh that was really just amazing to kind of watch her do that and I'm a really big I'm a fan of Laura Dern and her performance in this movie actually reminded me of her performance in Big Little Lies uh which I also really enjoy uh so I don't know that was just really awesome I think for me to kind of see Laura Dern just kill it and get that award finally um i've been a big fan of her for a long time so i'm super happy that she won uh for that best animated film of the year i literally only saw one of these movies even though there was like two or three of them that i actually did want to see toy story 4 one i saw toy story 4 uh like yesterday um was it yesterday or is it the day i know it was the day before yesterday and uh i actually really really enjoyed it um, I think it was actually a really nice movie. I don't. I think Toy Story trilogy story Toy Story series kind of peaked with Toy Story three. I think that's maybe Pixar's best movie ever. But uh, but I think uh, I don't know. I didn't see Missing Link, even though that was a movie I God, I so wanted to see because I'm a big fan of Laika. Um, uh, after. Kubo and the Two Strings. I freaking love that movie, and I loved uh, Coraline as well. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon 
three. I gotta watch How to Train Your Dragon one and one and three because I've only seen How to Train Your Dragon two. I didn't see I Lost My Body, but it's a movie I'd want to see. And Klaus, I keep hearing amazing things. It's a Netflix animated movie, so I guess I'll have to check out some of those movies. Now, best achievement cinematography. This is a category I actually really cared about. Um, uh. And the winner of that was Roger Deakins for 1917, which I pretty much, if they didn't give it to him, it would have been really, really weird for that to not happen. Um, But there was some really tough competition, I think, this year. Um, But I think Roger Deakins, what he did with Sam Mendes in 1917 was absolutely transcendent um, from the screen into, like, your soul and your spirit and stuff like that. Because there are moments in that movie that honestly were just blowing my mind continuously and giving in like asserting emotional reactions for me when I was watching them. Uh, and obviously that has to do some of with, um, the score of that movie as well. But there are so many shots in that movie. They're so beautiful. There's a shot of light from flares coming, coming through these window, coming through a window and you can see the, the shadows from like the, the like wooden parts of the window, like, trailing across the ground i thought that was magnificent i love the whole one shot aesthetic i love how it was handled too i that whole scene in the city at night i think is maybe one of the most well shot scenes in the history of cinema uh i'm so happy that roger deakins won the man is a legend uh and it was amazing to see him win for blade runner 2049 it's amazing to see him win for 1917 but we cannot overlook how amazing the other nominees were. Lauren Scher for Joker. I remember when I saw Joker in the theater and I just thought this is one of the best shot movies I've seen uh, in the last few years. It's just so phenomenally shot. I loved it. The Lighthouse, Jaron Blaschke, my gosh. Uh, and he won the Independent Spirit Award for uh, Best Cinematography. I was so happy about that. That movie is just a wild ride, but that cinematography is next level, honestly. And it's so nice to see a Robert Eggers movie, um, small movie like The Lighthouse from A24, just get uh, at least a little bit of recognition at the Oscars. And then Robert Richardson for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, come on, Robert Richardson is also a legend, and he does some of the best cinematography work of all time. And I think uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did a really, really good job at kind of uh, making the movie feel like it was in the 60s, both in how it was shot and everything else. The Irishman. So Rodrigo Prieto. So I was a really big fan of Rodrigo Prieto in um, Silence, what he did with that. I'm not sure that I feel that way about the Irishman cinematography. Um, And there's some really good shots in this movie, but I think maybe it's a little too understated for this category. Um I definitely had like a replacement for this category as well that I'm having a little bit of trouble uh, trying to place right now. But um, but no, Roger Deakins winning, that's, that's, that's amazing. The man's a legend. Awesome. Best achievement costume design, we all knew it was going to be Little Women. If it was anything else, that would have been weird. Uh, maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think, was Little Women's only real competition. But Jacqueline Duran great job i was a really really big fan of little women i love that movie so it was really awesome to see it uh take home that award best achievement in directing no yeah best i'll just go in order of what's on the website best achievement in directing so we had 
The Irishman, Martin Scorsese, Joker, Todd Phillips, Sam Mendes, 1917, Once Upon a Time, and all the Quentin Tarantino, and the winner, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Uh, Parasite is my first Bong Joon-ho movie, and when I saw this movie, I remember just going, wow, that is, this is something special. Even though I did have a little bit of trouble in the last um, 10 or so minutes, I felt like it dragged a little bit at the end. Um, I was a really big fan of what Bong Joon-ho was able to achieve in Parasite, and his direction was absolutely incredible. Like the the way he directed those actors was awesome, and also how that movie is just set up, and how it kind of turns into a different movie every twenty or so minutes. I thought was masterfully helmed uh, by Bong Joon-ho, and uh, this is a well-deserved uh, directing win for sure. It's a very tough year. I think just about everybody in this category deserved to be there. Um, I think my personal pick for this category was uh, the Ir- was Martin uh, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. Um, I think that that was maybe the best movie he's made since Goodfellas. And um, I just I'm in, I'm so in love with that movie and what Scorsese was able to do. Um, with the mob background, with the mob movie again, but he almost reinvented it uh, for like again in history, and he made something that was dark and contemplative a lot more than maybe his other movies were, um, and in a different way, in a more overtly somber way than ever before. Whereas Martin Scorsese's films kind of like to relish in the in the life of the mob and then kind of show you the downfall. Right, the movie is just as much fun as they are having in the moment. This is a movie that is more consistently somber, and I think Scorsese handled it masterfully. And I think it's ultimately one of the best movies he's ever made. Uh, for and and in taking this new approach, I think he, he I think he absolutely just knocked it out of the park. So, but yeah, Parasite, Bong Joon Ho, great win, great win. Best documentary, I didn't see any of these. American Factory won. Uh, I I feel like I kind of saw that coming, although I really, really want to see Honeyland and Edge of Democracy. Those are the two movies that I actually, like, am excited to look at. I know I can see Edge of Democracy on uh, Netflix, and so is American Factory. Honeyland, I know I'll have to rent, but American Factory, I don't I didn't watch any of the things in that category. Best Documentary, Short Subject, didn't watch any of these. The winner was Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone if you're a girl. Um... Again, I didn't watch any of these, so I'm just going to say that it was good. Best Achievement in Film Editing. Uh, Ford v. Ferrari won. Um, I think that's pretty good. Um, Personally, I also would have said The Irishman for this one. I think Thelma Schoonmacher is one of the greatest editors who's ever lived. And I think her work in The Irishman is some of the greatest work she's ever done. Uh, But Ford v. Ferrari, I feel like, was maybe a clearer winner. Um... It's a race car movie. There's a lot of fast-pacedness to it. The Oscars seem to like more movies that are more showy with their editing, more than maybe The Irishman is. Uh, but it makes sense, and I was really, really... I actually really, really enjoy that movie and how it's edited. It's part of what kept me entertained for so long while I was watching that movie. Um, so I think that that's, I think that's a perfectly good winner uh, for Michael McCuster and Andrew Bucklin. Um, great, great uh win again not upset really with any of these um wins at all this year best international film 
Corpus Christi, Honeyland, Les Miserables, Pain and Glory, and Parasite, the winner. I think we all kind of saw this coming. It would have been weird if Parasite didn't win because it was nominated for Best uh, Motion Picture of the Year uh, and Best Director. So that was kind of the giveaway that it would win. So I do want to see Honeyland, though, and I do want to see Les Miserables, and I need to finish Pain and Glory. I've made it like about a third of the way through that movie. I need to just buck up and finish it. Best achievement in makeup and hairstyling, Bombshell. After I was hearing about this category and um, I was listening to John Campia's show actually and there's the blonde lady that he has on there that I can't remember what the heck her name is it's escaping me right now but she chose Bombshell and it made sense because Bombshell kind of recreated real people and very specifically who they were visually and I think uh, that's really good Joker is 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 definitely something in there that that I think uh, gave it tough competition. 1917, I think maybe I'm not I'm not necessarily sure about 1917 uh, for makeup and hairstyling, but I think the re- and then Judy and Maleficent. I think those are actually two pretty good examples of good makeup and hairstyling. But I think Bombshell they they had a hard job because they had to make believe something that was already ingrained in our minds really believable on screen without it being like weird to watch so i think they did a good job with that a best achievement for music written in a motion picture joker for hildur goodnatier little women alexandre desplat marriage story randy newman 1917 thomas newman and then star wars rise of skywalker for john williams and the winner was obviously hildur goodnatier goodnatier Gonna do tear. I don't know. I'm sorry, Hilder. Uh, for Joker, this is, I pretty much called this like early on. I was like, if they don't give this to her, it'll be a travesty because the score in Joker is one of the most infectious, brilliant, um, dark, and entrancing scores I think I've listened to all year. I think it's only real competition in this category was Thomas Newman for 1917, which elicited tears from my eyes at one point when I was watching the film uh, most recently in IMAX. Um, but I think the the score in Joker is just absolutely incredible, um, what, what she was able to do. She scored Sicario 2, which I think has a really amazing score in it. Um, and I just, I don't know, I'm really just, I love that she won. And I was a little worried that they were going to give this to Alexandre Desplat because they just love giving him score awards. But she's just a master, I think, at her craft. And she proved that uh, with Joker. And I'm just so, so, so happy uh, that she won because I love the Joker score. Now, Rise of Skywalker, John Williams, I have to say this. uh, I don't think he should have been nominated at all. I think he got legacied in just because he's John Williams and it's his last Star Wars movie. Um, but everybody else, I think, did a really good job. Although Marriage Story, I don't think, has the most memorable score uh, out of any of these films. Achievement for music written in a motion picture original song, I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man by Elton John won. Uh, I don't know what any of these songs are, except for I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away. I pretty much saw that it was going to be Elton John for Rocket Man. Like, why wouldn't it be? Um, I, it would kind of be dumb if it wasn't that. I mean, Rocket Man was literally 
like a music it's, it's about Elton John like and it was really good actually so like I don't know uh let me go uh best achievement in production design the Irishman Jojo Rabbit 1917 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite uh the fact that it was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I think was very clearly uh gonna be the winner uh, they literally recreated 1960s Hollywood practically, and it works so well that you believe it, that you're there. And honestly, when you're watching the movie, I, I, there were times where I was like, I can't even believe that they're actually that I'm watching what I'm watching because this doesn't even under make sense that I'm able to watch this the way it is right now in 2020. I mean, in 2019. So that was just amazing. I think their only real competition was 1917 for their just incredible. Um, just the incredible sets that they had in that movie were awesome. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, great, great winner for Nancy Haig and Barbara Ling. All right, so best animated short. Didn't watch any of these. Hair Love won. I'm just going to assume it was good. Best live action short. Uh, I didn't watch any of these either. Neighbor's Window. I don't know. <laughs> best achievement in sound editing. Ford v. Ferrari won. Uh, basically saw this coming. Who wouldn't have seen this coming, uh, that it was Ford v. Ferrari? I guess the only other real thing was 1917, I guess. Uh, but I figured Ford v. Ferrari would probably win sound editing. There's really amazing sound special effects going on with those cars and stuff like that. And it was a really good job, and you really get to like feel it. And I definitely felt it when I was watching the movie. Best achievement in sound mixing, though, went to 1917, which I 100% I think I'm on board with. Um... That movie has a really good uh, sonic balance in it. And one of the ways I kind of measure my watching experience with movies is how well I can hear everything, especially when a lot of stuff is going on at the same time. Now, granted, if it was me, I would have put uh, Uncut Gems in this category. <clears throat> but they obviously the Oscars aren't going to recognize anything like that. But uh, I think 1917 absolutely killed it because the music can get loud you're still hearing every sound effect you're still understanding what's going on uh sonically and where things are placed and i think in imax uh you really get that full effect and i was and i saw it in imax and i saw it in dolby so i got to hear it with dolby atmos and the imax sound system and both of them were just so amazing probably the most um audio technically stimulating experiences i've ever had and most well done ones um so I was super happy. Also, I just want to say it was cool to see Ad Astra at least get in here for something because I like that movie a lot. So, uh, yeah. Best Achievement in Visual Effects, 1917. Honestly, I didn't see this coming. I thought it was going to be The Lion King because The Lion King is literally an entirely huge special effect uh, that looks super realistic. I think a lot of people might be happy about that it wasn't The Lion King, but I think... Those are the people who are forgetting that this movie is about best achievement in visual effects, not best movie with visual effects. Uh, 1917. I actually am still kind of... I'm actually really surprised, honestly. I don't even know. I don't know actually how 1917 won. Um, I think The Lion King should have won. Even if not The Lion King, maybe The Irishman as well. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, maybe too. Although there was a scene in Rise of Skywalker that was like kind of tripping me up that I was like, oh, that's green screen, and that was when Ray was sailing on the thing. There was, like, a close-up to her. I was like, come on, you didn't need to do that. 
even though the rest of the special effects in that movie are virtually seamless. But I think The Lion King definitely was the winner in that category. Best Adapted Screenplay, Jojo Rabbit won. Um, Honestly, The Irishman was my pick (laughs) for this category as well. Um, I honestly... uh, I love Jojo Rabbit, though. I'm not mad about this at all because I think Jojo Rabbit is one of the smartest written comedy screenplays I've seen in a very, very long time. It's very, very good satire. And I was really, really happy, actually, when I was watching the movie. I was laughing a lot. I was crying at points. I was emotional. Um, I honestly think that this was a really, really strong uh, script. And I'm super okay with Jojo Rabbit winning. I think Taika Waititi uh, did something really awesome. So, great. Best original screenplay. Uh, (laughs) Parasite won. And I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, Although, I really thought Quentin Tarantino might be the winner uh, in this category. Uh, For Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, or at least maybe Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Parasite has a really amazing script. And one of the, my biggest praises for Parasite is that its class consciousness is very nuanced. And, you know, because it is very much a um, a commentary on class and class relations and how things work out. And, um I think this movie did a very good job at play at making you kind of understand both sides of the story and not falling into essentially like the blanket hate of one class or another, the rich or the poor, whether you're rich or poor. And I think that honestly, the fact that Parasite was able to balance that so well and give us an ending without necessarily a clear answer as to, as to, what you should feel like, but rather just understanding how perspective works. And I think that that was absolutely brilliant. I'm super happy that Parasite won. Uh, I think, I don't know, that makes sense to me. And now, finally, the biggest award of the night, best motion picture of the year, and the best pictures of the year were Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and the winner, Parasite. I I could kind of see this coming. I really didn't know what was going to win. I felt like 1917 maybe had the best chance at winning. Um, but Parasite winning, I think, is amazing. And I've sung its praises throughout this entire podcast. I think this isn't necessarily a bad choice at all. I really, really like Parasite. I think any of these movies, save for Ford v. Ferrari, were good enough to win. Super great uh, movies all came out this year. 2019 was a very good year uh, when it comes to movies and what what was being made. And I'm super, super happy and excited uh, that it was able to uh, kind of be like that because I was actually getting increasingly unimpressed with the movies coming out uh the past couple years and this year really knocked it out of the park parasite uh an amazing movie a movie people love a movie i love even 
and I just think this is a great win. Now, person, my personal pick was, again, The Irishman. I think that was Martin Scorsese's best work in decades, um, which is saying a lot because his work is so amazing. And, whoa, something just happened. I don't know if you guys could hear that. And I just think, uh, I don't know, that would have been my pick. That would have been my biggest pick winner. I would have voted for that for everything because I think that movie is so masterfully done. And Parasite, my only really issue with Parasite is that its last 10 minutes I feel like drags a little bit. And I think and I think it feels like the movie has almost two endings uh, or three endings. <laughs> and I feel like it could have ended a lot sooner than it did. However, I absolutely am not ashamed of the fact that Parasite won. I really, really... I don't know. I love that movie. And it's nice that a movie as good as it is made history because a lot of times I have trouble with the Oscars making history and then it not being the best thing to win in that category. But I think Parasite absolutely earned its win. I think it was a very nuanced movie and I think it's a movie that was directed by a master, written beautifully and edited incredibly and has an amazing tone and amazing performances. It's one of the best movies of the year, and it has and it, it has the benefit of being one of the best movies of the year and having a really good message um, in terms of society, which a lot of times is a hard balance to get. Some directors, so a lot of times it ends up going more preachy than usual um, with a lot of the movies that have these social messages, uh, Green Book being a good example. Um, and then... Moonlight being an example of something like Parasite being masterfully told with a with a class with it with a message uh, about society, but being told but balance be, finding a perfect balance between getting that message across and also masterfully telling a good story. And I think Parasite is a really good example of both of those things uh, because its only real issue is having a pacing issue. So, but yeah, great, 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 great. Uh, when I'm so happy, uh, I guess about how the Oscars went. That's one of the happiest times I think I've had talking about the Oscars because the Oscars I find kind of annoying sometimes because they pick things that ultimately don't make sense a lot of times. But I think this was a really great year. I think the winners, for the most part, I think were really great. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts on the Oscars. Uh, whenever you can send in emails or whatever and let me know kind of how you guys felt about the Oscars uh, you can go on Instagram our Instagram uh, is let me just pull that up for you guys AGD Films you can just look up AGD Films and you will uh, get our Instagram you can send in messages to us there uh, a good death films at gmail.com you can go there and send us messages as well. And yeah, honestly, it's just really, yeah, just I love hearing how people think about this stuff. So please do that. And without further ado, I'm going to wrap this podcast up. Look forward, the next podcast tomorrow will be my top 10 movies of the year. So you guys can finally hear that. I've been really trying to work hard on this list. I've been watching stuff, rewatching some things. I'm going to try and revisit some stuff today before I do that podcast tomorrow. And yeah, just stick around for that and check out some of what I think was the best movies of the year uh, this year. So 
Without further ado, I'm going to close this off. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.